to be a parent, but I gotta run an errand. I promise when I'm back, I'm gonna feed my kid a carrot. Damn, this stuff is tough, man. I thought it wasn't Heron. Two, three. I'm trying to be a parent. I'm trying to be a parent. Sometimes you gotta drink, cause that shit can be kind of stressful. Sometimes you hit the plunk, cause that green will help you rest, yo. You know your ass be slacking when you gotta look up things on YouTube. Like, bro, how you want your baby boo boo? Now, welcome to the podcast. Trying to parent. And make moms laugh. Who you know got it like the king's family. Amanda and Sean, it's the name G. Yeah. Now welcome to the podcast. Trying to parent and make pops laugh. Who you know got it like the king's family. Amanda and Sean, it's the name G. Yeah. What up, what up? Play footsies with you. Touching my barefoot with your barefoot. <laughs> I cleaned the floors today. Yeah, I was going to say, as long as the ground's not wet and we're in the bathroom. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Another episode of the Trying to Parent podcast. It is Sunday, the 23rd, episode 23. That wasn't on. That wasn't. We were supposed to do that. Yeah, on purpose. But DJ there we Horn, go. 20, 23. 2023. Episode 23. April 23rd. Wow. It's, it's the just year 23. All the stars have aligned for this yep. episode, apparently. Here we go. It's been a pretty solid week yep. thus far, but uh, do you want to go ahead and jump in? Let's get social. Social. social media. <laughs> yep. As uh, I'm sure if you guys are repeat listeners, I'm sure you already know this. Um, our Fly through it. <laughs> Our Instagram and Facebook, trying the number two parent. Mm-hmm. Uh, please give us a good rating. Maybe drop a comment um, wherever that you listen to the podcast at because we try to make it. Bye, you sir. know what I'm saying? Um, really appreciate all the, the love and the interaction that we've been getting. So definitely keep it up um, on YouTube if you prefer to watch. Uh, we're both a little sunburnt today, so sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that's trying space the number two space. Parent. parent and then a good old email is trying the number two parent podcast at gmail.com if you email me i never check it no. so no. we could we could probably stop saying that one okay i don't know anybody <laughs> emailing a podcast but if you got a nice long article or something maybe yeah uh dm it yeah it's on the old dm if you feel like uh doing the song not the song, the you number. Jingle. It's crazy. Three six zero four five zero five zero zero eight. There you nope. go. Just call. Text call. Sean will be the one getting those messages, not me. So. Send them on over. <laughs> so, like I said, it's been a pretty solid week. Yeah. Nothing too crazy has happened, but we do, I mean, we finished out the week strong yeah. and we have a big week coming up. Yes. Um, so a couple things. You want to talk about you leaving your job? Yeah, sure. So um, I haven't necessarily done the official official notice to them yet, but everyone is aware. Um, so my 90 days is coming to an end. Um, so I have until May 8th until I can use my login. Uh, I think everyone at work was just kind of avoiding it because it's been not well planned whatsoever. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'll make an, I'll make an email announcement 
on Monday. And uh, not her fault. They are m- making you leave. Yeah, they're making you leave. So like, hey, yeah, we can't have you work in Mexico or anywhere that's so, not Canada or London. Yeah. Um, they're like, how many white people are there? Mm, not enough. <laughs> not All right, enough. we can't have you work there. But you can work in Canada or London. London. UK. Yeah. So. so not living in London. Not with what you're paying. They're paying you. No. Well, maybe they I pay get you a, well here. Maybe I get a raise there. I don't yeah, know. God, the cost of living in London is not cheap. Yeah, I'm sure Canada is probably not. Canada's fairly expensive, too. Yeah. It depends where your office is. Exactly. You know, Vancouver's expensive. Mm-hmm. That's very true. But yeah, so I got two weeks left, uh, but we are basically gone most of next week. So I have one working day next week, and mm-hmm. then I have my last week. And uh, that's all she wrote. That's it, folks. Yeah, just uh, gonna dive full on into the uh, symmetry. Symmetry financial. We're still kind of working <laughs> out some uh, little kinks with my shit. job, as far as like if they're gonna pay me out PTO because technically some states don't actually require, and it's more on the company policy. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what they are, like what NF- my company's policy is on that so our hr lady sucks at communication yeah, i'm she's having what yeah she is um so i'm having someone else copying our managing director sending all these emails to hr trying to set up calls because obviously the weeks are going by very fast now and even this lady was like yeah i can't get the lady at hr to give me a call back and i mm-hmm. was like really you don't say she's awesome yeah nice lady for sure obviously um <laughs> What else? We got uh, Medellin coming up on Tuesday. Tuesday. We are heading out to Colombia. We haven't traveled anywhere in a while because obviously we moved here. Yeah. Um, That's why I just... What was the last country we went to? Uh, oh, Bali. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that right before we started filming, I was like, when was the last time we were on an airplane? Yeah. And Okay. okay so that Bali was September. In September. Oh, it's been a while. Yeah. Usually I don't go six months without, I guess we have been traveling. We've just been traveling down. From <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where were you still In a car, here? though, not, yeah. not uh, on a plane. How do you feel? Man is pretty scared of flying. Flying. Yeah. Flying. Pretty scared of flying, so it's been a while. It has been a while. And I always get kind of anxious because especially like that's like in the mountains and stuff, too. I don't know how scary that airport is to fly into. I, but I know that one. Colombian airport? Oh, I'm sure the Medellin airport is fairly decent. So. It's kind of a ways outside of the city. Yeah, it is a ways outside. So I was just looking up. I'm trying to put a little thing of like, oh. A little itinerary together. Yeah, and to just do. like things that like, oh, notable Colombian food. There is that a mountain rock out there <laughs> that you can climb up. That's like. It's like made of limestone and stuff. It's, it's just this straight up set of stairs. It's crazy. It just goes like back and forth like you would see on the side of a building in New York. But it goes up like a hundred, what looks like a hundred flights. Yeah. Maybe hit that, get a little leg workout in. Yeah, it's like, I don't don't, know. I'm not, I didn't read enough into it to guess on how many stairs. I don't know. That man-made lake thing looks crazy. It looks like the Ozarks. Yeah, it kind of does. So that's in the town of like Catape or something like that. Yeah, so a little pueblo outside of Medellin. Yeah. Super excited to go to Colombia. 
I'm just looking at all the foods we need to try, and I'm like, damn, that looks good, and I'm so hungry today. (laughs) It's going to be a uh, cooler weather there. Yeah. So that'll be nice. Good thing I got rid of all of my cooler weather stuff. No, just kidding. (laughs) It won't be that cool. (laughs) Jesus. What else is going on? Nina's skin is getting a lot better. Yeah, so she, she finally had her test on Wednesday, so we might find out tomorrow, actually. Um, God, hopefully, yeah. Yeah, but they, they did the test. We took her in three times on Wednesday, and we should have the results mm. any day now. But yep, her skin. Yeah, I'm tired. No new sores. No new sores, yeah. So it's just the terrible-looking ones that she's had previously that are still healing and the patches on her skin. But yeah, they've gone black now. They were mm-hmm. the red sores. Now they're black and kind of healing over. So she's doing better. Yes. Still seems to be in high spirits. Um, yeah. I love her. Hopefully we don't have to take her back there again really anytime soon because that is without a doubt her least favorite place. I've never seen her so scared of anything in my entire life. And every time we go there, she's just terrified. Mom. Mom. (laughs) I know, right? Mom. (laughs) Mom. Why did did you do do that to me? That's how she feels. I know. But I always have to, we have to literally carry her in there. Like she won't get out of the car. We have, we have to carry her into there. Yeah. And it's hard to get out of a car. Ugh. I feel like she's like grabbing things with her <laughs> hands. It's just like, nah. It's so sad. Don't make me do it. Like, am I it's okay? We're both right here with you. It's so sad. And they got to give her the shots and poke her and stuff. Yeah. They shaved like an Little inch on both of on her, her arms. <laughs> But it was so cute. They and wrapped it. bandages Yeah, on. they wrapped her little bandages from when they drew all the blood. I'm like, oh. But everyone there is always giving her lots of pets and like, yeah. you know, saying nice things to her. So. Yeah, who doesn't love her? Everybody loves Everybody her. Everybody loves her. Um, I think it's time for... that right at the perfect time so my one of my highs two highs really one is obviously going to Colombia. i feel like we haven't been to a new country i haven't been to a new country like i'd been to bali where we go to before bali there were like a few other things that we had done but basically all countries that i had already been to well, our honeymoon i haven't yeah. been since our honeymoon i haven't been to a new country yeah wow so Colombia will be a new country for me. Very excited. Very excited. To I'm add stoked. To my list. I'm just like, can we just move there now? Like, yeah. <laughs> how's their internet? Is it good? Because we can fucking move. Does the power go out like all the time when it's important that oh, the power needs to be on? God, yeah, that happened last week. That's been frustrating. Mm. Yeah, I didn't really have much of anything for my lows, but um, that could go in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so super excited to go to Colombia, try some awesome food. Look around, you know, see... Scope the vibes. Yeah, feel the neighborhoods out, see where we might want to live. And then to plan another trip to maybe like Peru or something like that. Venezuela, something over there. So super excited for that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we went to an all-inclusive yesterday in Cancun to meet up with some of our business friends that are in insurance company with us mm-hmm. um some heavy hitters heavy some people hitters. who are making mucho dinero on a monthly basis and yeah some of our good friends so it's, it's awesome to just be able to see them again hang out yeah we'll see them again in august but yep, heading to denver see them in august but yeah being able to go to this 
super sweet. We went to nice. the, the Hyatt Ziva. It's like right on the end of. Um, it's like right where the co- the two points of the Cancun hotel zone. Yeah. Like if you look at it on a map, it's like an, an uh, L and it's literally like the corner. So you, it's protected. Like there's no sargasm. The water was beautiful. Oh my gosh. Just stunning. Yeah. Calm. Real just great place. The yeah. food was fantastic really that we good. had. Um, had a bunch of drinks and just an awesome time. Got to hang out with. We got a little toasty in the sun. Yeah, got some color really We're adding to my base layer. Day. What is that on me? That's garbage. Um, yeah. Yeah, we're just hanging out in the pool. Mm-hmm. Had some great conversations with people, talking business as always. But yeah, just a great time. When you love what you do, yeah, you, you know, you always want to talk about it, and it just yeah, kind of blends. we did. Everyone only talked about it. It just blends it. into your life because you're like, man, I fucking love what I'm doing. Yeah. It brought me here. Like, so that's why I'm here. Yeah, exactly. So that was awesome. Got to rub weenuses with some of the <laughs> the best in the company, and get our names more out there like people know who we are but there's you see people on zoom all the time that you may not have met before or the only time we meet people is when we go to like national event or something because you know we don't go into offices so to be able to go and meet some of these people face to face was awesome and then to see some of our other friends that we've met face to face before like jacob and sarah and them yeah definitely uh jamie it was that was awesome. So yeah. those are my highs. My load would be uh, I did have some appointments for people that didn't show up this week. Mm. And that is always sad for them. I'm like, oh, I got some great stuff to show you. And yeah. it's just like it's always the ones that why well, I, I don't know who like benefit it seems most from it would be like, hey, if you just saw the information. Yeah. You'd be like, fuck yeah, this is awesome. But uh, yeah, you can't convince people to protect themselves or their loved ones. But, uh, you know, just stay in touch and hopefully they come back around and you can help yep. them help them help themselves. So Yeah, exactly. It's always sad when I have somebody that doesn't show up. I'm just like, man, yeah. wish we would have got the information, man. No, so you don't have to buy. Just listen. Yeah. I just want to talk to somebody. It's like the timeshare. You don't have to sign up. But we, yeah. Just come eat the free food. Come on. <laughs> What about you? Highs and lows. Um, yeah, so my highs are the same. Yesterday was so much fun. Really just awesome to see everyone. It's so funny. Everybody's like, so you guys live here? Like literally yeah, every yeah. person we talk to oh is so like, oh my why? God, you guys How live you here? Do How did that work? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, let me tell you again. Well, I recorded it. So here you go. Just <laughs> listen to this because I've told 15 other people. Yeah, but I haven't met someone that I didn't like. You no. know, everyone is just a genuinely good person and um, you know, being at that beautiful place, maybe a little too many drinks for me, but, um, you know, I don't really life. think it hit you until the very end of the night. And then as we were going home, like you didn't start getting silly, stupid type of thing until like dinner, dinner yeah, which was at eight o'clock after being in the water and drinking yeah. all day in the long. sun. Yeah. yeah. So, well, know, that literally pretty good job. that matches up to my memory because that's I remember being at dinner and then nothing, off, <laughs> nothing yeah. after that. I tried when we were driving home. I told you this. We were driving home. got like five minutes away from the house and sitting at a light. And this lady, oh, yeah, lady in a car Christ. just blasted this dude on his scooter, just ran right into him <laughs> as she was turning like to go across our face to go down the street. She was making a turn. 
And she just blasts this dude on a scooter, knocks him over, knocks him off his scooter. Um, and she stops for a second. She's like kind of partially up on the median and fucks the front of her car. I'm asleep at this point, you guys. And I'm like, oh my God, that guy just ran, or this girl just ran into this dude. Look. And you like wake up for half a second and then you just go back to sleep. I'm like, you are wasted because this dude literally just got hit (laughs) by a car. And you're like, no, I don't care. I took a picture of you. You must have been super loose as far as your muscles because the way you were sleeping looks so uncomfortable. I'm like, oh, your neck is going to hurt in the morning, but that's what you get. Uh, yeah, exactly. I deserve that. Yeah. Um, the uh, and then she just sped off. So it was, a hit <laughs> yeah. and, it was a hit and run just right in front of us. I tried to take a video and get the license plate. I ended up not getting it. But in some of these Terrible. intersections, they have like cop cars that sit there with the cop stations. And as I'm driving by, me and the guy that was in the taxi next to me, because the scooter was right next to him, um, we're like honking at the person in the, the, the lady tower. that's in the tower thing. And we're like, what the fuck? Did you see that? Like what? And she's like, eh, you know, giving us thumbs up. Like, we'll get it taken care of. It's like, <laughs> Jesus okay. Christ. <laughs> You're like, no urgency. Yeah. This dude just got blasted. <laughs> oh my God. That's terrible. Scooter. And I'm, that's terrible. Yeah. And you didn't get any of it. I didn't get any of it. So. Uh, but I did have a blast yesterday. Mm-hmm. And no type of blast. <laughs> yeah. Different, yeah, different kind of, like, different kind of blasted. Um, yeah, so that was definitely my high. I'm super excited to visit Colombia. I don't know. I've always just been very obsessed with going to Medellin for whatever reason. Um, if you guys are worried for us, don't be. It's, yeah. Yeah. No, it's not the 80s anymore. Um, but if we have cocaine, I'll let you know how it is. <laughs> Cocaine's like, a drug. Looking up blogs. Yeah. No. Where did you um, get the best cocaine? Uh, yeah, so my, my low, I will say my low is how frustrating it is that the power keeps going out. Super frustrating. Yeah, and I don't, it's just our neighborhood, I don't know what to do. Like, every time the power goes out, I'm like, oh, I'm not, I gotta find a way to break the lease, yeah, like, tomorrow. Yeah, we to break this fucking lease, son, because yeah. it's frustrating. Like, so frustrating. The only reason we're out here is because we can work online. We're just, like, not far away from the city center, but we're, I mean, we're not in the middle of everything, so I think they're still working on getting stuff up to the rest of the city kind of out here and we're not even far, but yeah. Um, so I mean, I knew power outages were a thing, but, um, I didn't realize our neighborhood specifically was going to be this affected because they happened like what, five times last week ranges from 20 minutes to almost four hours. Like I was on the middle of a call. I was teaching my replacements and the power to shut off. And I tried to text them and I was like, well, I'll just let you know. I don't know. Texts really don't work after that. Like, Mm -hmm. Because we don't have amazing service out here, it's not like we're on T-Mobile in the yeah, U.S. Yeah, we can't, we can't like, like hotspot to our yeah. laptops. Like our service doesn't work, so, so we rely on the Wi-Fi to make calls and text messages. And again, yeah. we sound like we're complaining. You're like, "Oh, poor you guys. The internet doesn't work sometimes because you live in Mexico." Yeah, that's about the only thing that sucks. So yeah, and then it gets kind of warm in here. Oh, it gets of the warm day. quick. So <laughs> it's like a fucking <laughs> oven. Yeah, so, but you know, uh, just different different struggles different struggles so we'll figure it out but uh if not we'll just move to columbia exactly i think it's time for a little what's in the news (laughs) did you have a low entire channel four news i'm veronica corningstone and i'm ron burgundy go fuck yourself san diego whale's vagina I love san diego so in the news i have a nice little article you're not going to shit on me for this article are you 
You're like, you're going to read the article? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, the right. words, all yeah. the words in the article, you're going to read it? Yeah, what the people get the information. Okay, here Spend we Spend a go. lot of time looking up these things. Yes, yeah, sure you do. Just want to make sure. I'm, gonna I'm just admiring your attack tan. Attack me. Thanks, getting fairly tan. Can't tell in the video yet. It's not really the same, but uh, my legs, my arms. I try and protect my face. Yes. Um, because I'll get tan and it'll look the same color as my beard. It'll look <laughs> a little weird. Um, so this article is, I talked to 70 parents who raised highly successful kids. Here's the number one parenting style they used. Oh. So this lady wrote a book. <laughs> she interviewed 70 parents. Yes. It was extremely diverse group. So different races, religions, income, family structure, and education. Okay. Um, but as, as she talked to each of them, she discovered a common theme, respectful parenting. So respectful parenting, sometimes called wise parenting, involved setting standards and strict rules, only spending money uh, you earn, while also being respectful of kids' choices. Example, letting them choose their own after-school activities. So what is respectful parenting? When I tell people about the benefits of respectful parenting, they find it surprising and counterintuitive. Why would any parent let a young child make their own choices? Hmm. It's much easier to step in before your kid does something that sounds like a bad idea, like wearing a Halloween costume to school in January or taking part of radio. But respectful parents value individuality and don't try to dictate whether their kids are curious or what their kids are curious about or how they express themselves. Unlike popular parenting styles such as uh, permissive, which overindulges children to avoid conflict or authoritarian, where communication is one way with little consideration of child's emotions and, and needs, Respectful parenting is about seeing ch children as independent, rational beings. I'm going to keep going here in a second, but that sounds pretty in line with what we're talking about and kind of some of the things that we pulled from the parent test Yeah. show that we're watching. Like, I feel like that's kind of new, like new age-ish. Yeah, you have to have that open communication. You want... I feel like a lot of old style of parenting, it's like, there's not a chance that your opinion fucking matters. Yeah. <laughs> I'm your parents, son. Like, if I wanted your opinion, I would have got a friend or, a, you know, somebody else. Yeah. I wouldn't have had a child. Yeah. I'm like, hmm, I wish I had more opinions in my life. Let me have a kid. <laughs> so people now are like, oh, you know, I want you to be involved. I want you to feel like, you know, the things that you say matters and you have a voice like we've talked about before. Mm -hmm. um, so they say respectful parents are accurate judges of uh, children's psychological needs. They appreciate that children need love, limits, and latitude to reach their full potential. Their authority is based on knowledge and wisdom rather than power. So there's three pillars of respectful parenting. Number one is structure. Let kids make their own choices as long as expectations are met. Guide them through how things can be done better Expect them to do things even when it's hard. Okay. So I think there was some of that in the parent tests where they were like, sure, you can quit, but I want you to push it. I want you to be uncomfortable. I want you to be able to fight through those mm -hmm. things because 
if when things get difficult, you're one of those people that folds or gives in. Yeah. That's always going to happen. If you do that as a child, trust me, you're going to do that as a grown up and an adult because things only get harder yeah. as you get older. Like, you can't always quit. That's like a, the one girl was saying. Um, she was like, are you, you going to quit your your job just because it gets hard one day? Like, yeah. you can't. You're like, I don't want to show up to work, but I have to. Like, yeah. that's that's life. Nobody's paying for your shit anymore. You pay for your stuff now. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. you don't pay for your stuff. You're going to be out on the streets. Mm-hmm. I really like that first one, the first bullet point. Let kids make their own choices as long as expectations are met. I think that's what the disciplined parent does a lot where it's like, hey, you know what I expect from you. Yeah. I'm going to allow you to have different options here. And you can choose what you want, but yeah. you know what I expect and you know what needs to be done. So you can get to that a couple different ways potentially, but I'm going to let you have that free range so you feel like you have choice, mm-hmm. but there's choices within your choice. Yeah, like, definitely. Yeah, and it gives them the opportunity to come up with problem-solving skills and things like that too, weighing different options and choosing the best that they think is right. Mm-hmm. So this says, uh, I give an example of this guy, Thomas... Thomas grew up with strict rules and lots of structure, but his parents gave him complete freedom to pursue his goals. I was expected to get straight A's. It wasn't easy, but as long as I did, my mom let me play all the video games I wanted. In my book, that I was in my book, that was a fair trade. He told me. Um, Thomas was a uh, was one quarter from graduating college with a degree in bioengineering when he got an opportunity to intern at Electronic Arts, a leading video game maker. His parents weren't thrilled, but they let him drop out and pursue his dream of creating video games. He later became the lead producer at Riot Games for League of Legends. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Which today has 180 million players. Wow. (laughs) I'm with that 100%. Like, And that's exactly how my parents were. I've explained this, where Mm -hmm. it's like, hey, if you get good grades, you can do what you want. Yeah. With us, it was, especially growing up, it was if you get good grades, if you play a sport, because we were into sports, mm-hmm. you're like if you put your time into your sport, and for a while, it was if you play an instrument, they're like, we want you to be well-rounded. Like, if you do those things, you can do anything else you want. Like, have fucking sit around and play video games for the yeah. rest of your spare time if you want, which is not something I did, but they're like, <laughs> I did all of that free range they gave us now granted probably didn't have a whole lot of extra time yeah doing those other things but, but you got to decide yes yeah, i felt the freedom yeah. of making those choices and i think Solid. that's a great parenting style where it's like hey if you meet these expectations yeah. you get free range i i think that's more than fair i mean god if you're getting good grades yeah you should be i mean obviously what you're probably doing. smart. Yeah. You probably like there's other things that are coming with having to put the effort in to get those good grades. You have discipline, like mm-hmm. these other things. So if I can trust you to get good grades and you can do that, I can trust that you'll make other good decisions doing other things. And this kid loved playing video games and it obviously fucking took him somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean League even, of Legends. I I think the the fact that the so Obviously, it said, obviously, they weren't thrilled, but they wanted to support him and his dreams. And, you know, obviously, if he loved playing video games as a child, that's something he was also still very passionate about in college. And just having, like, the ability to step back as a parent and say, this isn't my, like, mm-hmm. you are an almost an adult. Or it's at a that big point, pill to swallow 18. where you're like, 
Like you're so close. Is like my you kid can't... ruining his life yeah, or exactly. is he creating fucking League of Legends? <laughs> like, and I, they don't know that stuff. No. So it's like, I don't know what's going to happen, but you just say, if you've trusted your kid mm-hmm. this amount of time to get to that point, trust that, Hey, he knows that granted. And this is the best thing about that. That could be a bad decision and he could go back to school. Yeah. It's like not like he, could, he has to start over yeah. or anything. So I think that's a, a two-way street there really with parents understanding like what their children want and the kids, you know, being open with the communication. Like Andrew, Andrew dropped out of college to do symmetry. Oh, that's right. And now he makes... Buku bucks. Buku bucks. <laughs> at 27. And his parents were not happy with him at the time, especially his dad. Mm-hmm. Yep. And now it's like... Yeah. Up? yeah. What's up, man? So, interesting. yeah, very, very interesting. Number two. So the first thing needed was the three pillars of uh, respectful parenting. Number one, structure. Number two, supportive. Give kids the right to own. The, give kids the right to their own point of view. Respect their privacy. Don't make constant corrections in their actions or speech. Don't make constant corrections. Don't make constant corrections in their actions or speech. Interesting. Yeah. So it says, uh, I'm just going to use random names. Uh, Steven is a successful tech investor. One of his early investments was Spotify, where he was an artist in residence. When Steven was eight years old, he became interested in investing. So his mom gave him some money and opened an account for him. Uh, he spent hours researching companies. His mom gave her opinion, but he got to decide where to invest. Stephen lost most of the money within six years, but his mom told him that losing was part of the learning process. Not everyone can afford to give their kid money to learn about investing, but Stephen's mom nurtured his talents in other ways that didn't cost money, analyzing, discussing, and debating choices with him, treating him like a grown-up, and not agonizing over failure. I like that. So be supportive. Yeah, and you're, you can't always win at everything, and it's how you teach them to handle losses and how it's how they're going to bounce back and learn from a situation instead of let it emotionally, um, you know, cause them trauma or whatever like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think I would much rather see my kid lose at a young age at things so they learn how to lose. Yeah. Because everybody can win and everybody's good at winning. Like when you're winning, things <laughs> are awesome. It's easy to be a winner. But I want to see how things go when you're losing and, you know, things aren't going your way. And if I also think that's a kind of a participation trophy type of thing, too. Good Lord. Yeah, we didn't do that shit when we were growing up. Participation trophies. I mean, if you didn't come in first, second or third, they were like, hey, do better. <laughs> do better next time okay if you want a trophy but just like that like you also ha- you have to learn how to lose you're like okay well what yeah. can i do to more prepare for next season or whatever like mm-hmm. how can i be better so next year i don't feel i can get a trophy and then it'll, yeah. yeah stuff like that yeah when they there was literally states what didn't we just read an article oh, yeah i took year? a screenshot i think it was north carolina or something banned participation trophies Tight move, son. <laughs> Those kids are going to get a little bit better, I promise you. Yep. Like, 
everybody is not a winner because plus, if everybody yeah. was a winner, nobody would be a loser. And there's a shitload of losers out yeah. there. And plus, I'm sure parents are like, thank God, I don't want these trophies. Yeah, I'm going to put these fucking trophies? trophies, man. I had a trophy case for my kid when he won stuff and now he wins everything. <laughs> and he's a loser. Like, come on. <laughs> They're just like on the thing it says, you tried. Yeah, Good job. Enjoyed. <laughs> hey, forever. Uh, so point number three is warm, warm, like be warm. Let kids know they can turn to you for help. Spend quality time with them. Engage in compassionate activities together. Jane is an interior designer and hosts HGTV's Extreme Makeover. Oh. She's also a philanthropist and serves on the board of Single Moms Planet. Her parents taught her about compassion and showed her how to handle adversity with resilience and creativity. I was 11 years old when I first went to help others with mission work. We gave clothing to people in Mexico. I got that clothing. <laughs> uh, a Mexican town where uh, clean water wasn't abundant. She told me I was shocked by the poverty. Now that, what was her name? Now that Jane is a mom, she appreciates the importance of teaching kids to give back. She and her two sons volunteer frequently together at food assistance programs. Mm. I realized that most parents don't expose their kids to sad truths, but mine did it by surrounding the pain in so much hope, she said. Uh, they always focused on all the good we could do and bring others. That's so awesome. We've talked about that. The Even though we don't exactly agree with the, the parent test uh, religious People that are strict, Mm -hmm. they're big on, they do mission things, obviously, which is, you know, great that people are doing mission work. It's kind of weird that they're doing that to also impose the will of their beliefs on people and not just because they're good people. But that's neither here nor there. I think just doing that type of stuff. Yeah is great for kids because we've traveled to some places where you've seen people and you're like oh my god people live in these conditions yeah. like that's insane so to just bring kids around that type of stuff and if you're doing something like building a well or a school or whatever the case mm -hmm. may be i think your kids really start to understand kind of the big picture what's important like where the value should be it mm -hmm. makes them you know more caring person hopefully or else they're just a monster. Yeah. <laughs> but it is kind of like instilling of like, if you are in a better position than someone else and you have the ability to, to help, to help then that's what the right thing to do is. Mm -hmm. um, and when we get ball in and make it, you know, we'll have our charities and that we donate to. And I mean, I even look forward here over the next couple of years to be able to go and do things like I would like to, do some stuff locally here. Mm -hmm. If we move to Columbia, you know, do stuff. There's easy things that you can plug into that you don't have to be wealthy to do. Yeah. Um, you can help pick up trash, like organize a thing to help pick up trash on the side of the freeway, stuff mm -hmm. like that. You know? Yeah, our company just did that. Symmetry just did that. Oh, really? That. Yeah, the big, uh, oh my God, Protect the Path. Oh. Where it was literally just people in all these different cities going out together and picking up trash on a specific day. Oh, yeah, awesome. <laughs> Even more reason to love the company. Yeah, our company is fantastic. Yeah. If you guys are looking to do something else and you don't like your job or you don't like the person you work for or you don't make enough money, whatever <laughs> it may be, if you want more flexibility, you should contact us because we're hiring and maybe you're the right fit. Maybe you're not. It's not for everybody. But 
you're your own boss. You do things part-time. You do things full-time. You do things on your time. Mm-hmm. We're more than happy to show you exactly how to do it. Because if our dumbasses can do it, <laughs> me more specifically, then you can too. <laughs> well, I think it's time for... That was a great article. Thanks, babe. I think it's time to ask the listeners. Ask the listeners. I don't have a drop for that. Mm. I don't think so. Oh, that's going to be good. Okay. Oh, that's going to be good. Wow. It's going to be good. <laughs> Alrighty. So the question we asked the listeners today is kind of piggybacking off some of the topics we spoke about last, last time. Week, what age do you think your children should get their first phone? <laughs> yep. So definitely a couple different, a uh, couple different responses. Yeah. Responses here. Interesting. So I know we talked about personally when we had ours last week. So, mm-hmm. so this person, first of all, said these are great questions that we've been sending out. So, nice. thanks for that. Uh, they said, from my perspective, in today's world, normally kids probably ten to twelve, depending on their responsibility traits. For my son, he is autistic, and I really don't know. He's infatuated by phones already at four years old, so we'll probably have to have a phone just for calling. So he pays attention to the world. My daughter isn't on the spectrum as far as we know, so she wouldn't have, you know, as much limits. But uh, it is a hard question to think about. Mm-hmm. This person said, we're pretty committed to holding out until they're 15. They have Apple Watches, but the brain studies are pretty crazy. So the brain studies on just like Probably having children having phones yeah, children at a young age. Phones. I'm sure there's a lot of research on that stuff yeah. now. This person ooh, said, ooh, I need to look some of those up. Yeah, definitely. I just got my daughter her first phone at 11. I always said 12 until sports. My daughter does travel for sports and study and leaves the state. So I say when it feels appropriate for safety and tracking, um, it's very restricted on social media, though. And I actually asked what kind of apps slash Internet access does she have in it? She said, I work in tech, so her phone is mirrored on mine. Oh, she has Internet connection. She has Pinterest and she has Roblox. Everything else is blocked. I don't even know what the fuck Roblox is. I think it's a game. Is it like Tetris? No, I think it's, I don't know, actually, hmm. but I think it's a game because I think I've, I've heard that. I feel like I've heard it before, yeah, but God, if I know, what I'm way out of the loop. I responded, yeah. Pinterest. I love Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what kids are looking up on Pinterest, but there's really cool things on Pinterest and I don't think there's anything like bad, bad on, there. on there. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a different type of thing. Um, this part. Yep. I like that response. Yeah. Like. As your kid gets more responsibility, you know, if you're, again... Especially if they're traveling, yeah, like, oh, If man. you're that age, or that goes back to what we said earlier, if you're being good, if you're doing these things, you're in sports, you're getting good grades in school and all these things, I feel like I can trust you more. And if you're going to be traveling and, you know, being away from me, potentially, like, I want you to have some sort of yeah access with me. Mm-hmm. Now, what I give you access to on the phone is obviously a different yeah. story. And I didn't even know you could, like, limit people's stuff. But That's super cool. Of course you can. Because of course that you makes can. sense. This girl said she got one when she was 10, which normally I would think maybe is a little too young, but her dad lived in a different state, so he bought her one um, to be able to talk. 
Okay. It's going to be interesting with split parents Mm -hmm. where it's like, you know, maybe you want to talk to your parent when the other parent isn't around. Like if, you know, maybe you're like, I want to talk to dad right now, but I don't have to go get like, mom, can I call? And then if she's. Yeah, wants to be, be on her phone and then yeah she's like i don't want you talking to dad right now <laughs> me and dad are having issues um hopefully not but. so this girl said uh my daughter's seven right now i'm comfortable with her having a generic flip phone maybe around middle school i think before that there isn't much need i also haven't hit that stage of parenthood yet so it's not easy to speak to unless I've, you know i've really experienced it i feel like with parenting uh, there's these things that we say that we want to do or that we say that we're going to do and then things don't always work out that 100%. way. 100%. I think that's the definition of parenting. I'm going to do this. I, it didn't turn out like that. I can't wait to re-listen to our episodes like after we have a baby and like just yep. think of how many things change. I think and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to make this because it's like, hey. You can see our progression as the years Expectations versus reality. <laughs> it's just like, hey. Uh, and again, we think it's going to go one way. Just like I think my kids are going to like me. And I think they think I'm going to be cool. But who knows? Yeah. You could be the cool parent. And that means something probably bad for our kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, she said. Uh, so I hope not to get her a phone until she's at least 12 or maybe when she starts going places without me, friends, houses, you know, movies, etc. Anywhere she goes now, I go or, you know, her father goes mm-hmm. um, or at least someone in the family is with her. So there's no need for it. Although she does have an iPad, which I pay for service on. So she can call and text on that uh, when she has it. So I guess she kind of does have a phone. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, you can do a lot of those things from those. <clears throat> and then we've got a couple more here. Never honestly, uh, she said, never honestly. Phones have ruined kids. But learning from my lessons as a parent, here is my two cents. B has had a phone since she was seven. Uh, a crusty hand-me-down iPhone on its last leg. But it wasn't attached to a plan, so she could only use it when it was connected to Wi-Fi. Yep. She was allowed to use it for FaceTime since we have lots of scattered family members to stay in touch with. She was allowed to only play certain games. We approved. We did ban YouTube and YouTube Kids. When she was 12, we gave her a phone attached to our plan. She had to sign a contract about the rules we added, and we added software to mirror her, monitor her activity. Also, when it's bedtime, the phone goes in the kitchen. That's a great idea. Nice. I also do surprise phone checks. Totally, you're right. And all apps have to be approved by her dad and I. Even though she's 13 now, I still don't allow TikTok or social media of any kind. And, uh, sorry, I had to flip to the next thing. Uh, And that's a whole other discussion for reasons why. As for her little sister, uh, and knowing what we know now, we will not be giving her a phone until uh, she's at least 12. And then we decide if she's ready. Um, you know, I'm sure we'll have different rules and whatnot. Hard to say what's going to be happening seven years from now, eight years from now. So, yeah, yeah, that's a couple others. Somebody said 12 to 13. Somebody said I got my first phone at 16. I would give it to a 12 or 13 year old flip phone with no Internet. My daughter is seven and she has an iPhone. Oh. Um, 
And then my son got one when he was 11. My daughter got hers when she was eight. I got mine at 17. <laughs> so it's, uh, I think generally people are saying around that 11 to 13 range, which is middle pretty school. consistent Yeah, to what my sister responded. She said, middle school. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's when we got ours, right? She's like, yep. So... Again, I guess based off of maturity. Yeah, definitely maturity is going to be a big one. I what do like of the rule <laughs> of, um, you know, it doesn't go in the bedroom with you. Oh, yeah. Not a chance. Yeah. Because we, you, there's plenty of studies out there that, like, you take that thing in there, the blue light and everything, Makes all it that hard stuff. To sleep. It just it ends up not doing you any good. Yeah. You don't need to be talking to people at night anyways or looking mm. up stuff. Yeah, I'm always so interested with, like, what people have access to on their phones. Like, my one friend said she has hers mirrored on her kid's phone. So, Mm -hmm. like, does that mean I can see everything that you're seeing? I think so. Like, so she can just log, like, open the app and then at any point see what is happening on that phone. You're yeah. like, are you trying to Google some stuff you shouldn't be Googling? Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I for sure want to know. <laughs> I want to know. It'd be real embarrassing if they don't know that's on there and they're looking up stuff. <laughs> I know that type of shit happened to me. I remember looking up stuff on my on the, the desktop house computer. computer. Yeah, just <laughs> like, fuck. Yeah. You're like, how I do I delete not, the browsing history? No, there was a <laughs> history to this thing. I didn't know anything about the internet. Yeah, exactly. No one did. It was Ooh. a... <laughs> Because she told us about that. So <laughs> that was, uh, oh, I just clicked the I love the 90s. That was It's Time to Ask the Listeners, folks. That's funny. Um, little overseas parenting here for you. I've had some real interesting ones lately. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll do the drop. It's time for that super sweet overseas parenting fact of the week. Alrighty, So I started to read this one. I'm like, oh, this is not that interesting. And then at the very end, it got super interesting. Okay. This is one from back in the day again. It's in the U.S. Oh, in the U.S., okay. So an overemphasis on posture. This was around like the 1920s. So it says, encouraging good posture in children is fine, but parents and parenting experts 100 years ago went extremely, oh, my God, was that actually 100 years ago? Holy shit, oh, that's so crazy. <laughs> oh my God. Whoa. Oh no. Wow. Um, went extremely overboard with the concept. Bad posture was regarded as a sign of moral corruption, and parents went to great lengths to get their kids to stand straight, including forbidding them from playing strenuous games, enrolling them in posture courses, and fitting them with braces. That's a bit dramatic. Posture was even considered in college admissions. What? This is where it starts to get really uncomfortable. It was regarded as such an important area of research that undergraduates at America's top elite universities routinely had nude photos taken as a part of a nebulous posture study until the 1970s. Until the 70s? You had me just get naked so you could take pictures of my posture for... What? Like They're like, the longer you go here, the more you look like you're aging. <laughs> they're like, do you want to sign with Stanford? Then we're going to have to have pictures of you naked standing straight. I'm good, homie. I'll do the community college. Oh, so my fucking, gosh. That's crazy. How uncomfortable. So I ended up doing a little uh, 
research and found that that's definitely accurate. Like they were just not letting people take nude pictures of me yeah. for posture You're purposes. Like, like what this is university <laughs> does yeah. not need this. What are you guys doing yeah. with those yeah. pictures? Bro? Putting together a magazine. Is this like an ASU back in the day? <laughs> what are we doing? Gosh, here? that's so. They're like flipping through the calendar. They're like, Oh my God, look how straight that posture is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She's naked, but still straight posture. <laughs> nice titties. Mm -hmm. Alrighty. Well, Oh wow. What's up? You have selected. I love the 90s. I love the 90s. Are you ready to struggle? Lose this week's round? You've got this. I believe in you 100%. Oh. I think okay. you may have a little better shot at these. Mm -hmm. um, we will see. Did your parents do much of anything with posture when you were growing up? I know my mom would, like, if I was being real slouchy, she'd come around and do like a karate chop on my back type of thing. Just like, yeah, straighten up. <laughs> Um, we were, I mean, always taught to have good posture. I will say elbows when I... Elbows on the table? No elbows on the table when you were... And no elbows on the table. Um, well, we had a fancy table and then the wooden table. So I guess it was situational. More so, um, we were very good on etiquette and stuff like that. Um, I actually think I took an etiquette class somewhere. I don't know. Wow. Um... Sounds very British of you. <laughs> very British. Um, but Keith used to um, slap my belly, <laughs> and he would say, suck it in. So he, would, he did that, like, <laughs> all my childhood. So, like, sometimes, like, I'll just kind of catch myself, and I just think of Keith going, suck it in. <laughs> I think about my mom chopping me in the back and just like, ah, God, roll those shoulders back, man. I know, especially now that I have a desk job, like mm -hmm. I, so I'll just be like, oh, I'll, shoulders back, shoulders yeah, back. Yeah, I'll literally often find myself like just <laughs> leaning over my computer or something or the keyboard, and I'm like, oh my god, I probably look so bad right now. I'm like, do I need to have that that posture brace? Like, mm -hmm. get one just of those. Get that stick, put it behind your back there. Yep, I know. Uh, what is it? China mm -hmm. is very yeah. They're super strict about the posture. Strict about that posture. Well, and that's also in the parent test. Mm-hmm. Especially oh. while you're eating. Yeah. Yeah. Very important. You want that food to go down. Yeah. She's like, down your esophagus. Really, it really helps if you're sitting up straight to digest your food better. I mean, I just think you look more presentable. Like, you just look more put together. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's Burns more calories. way better for your health as well. Osteoporosis or whatever. So, okay. questions. You ready? I think there's four of them. <gasps> You got to at least get one. And okay. I'm completely confident that you will at least get one. Okay. Here we go, folks. Play along. In the 1990s, what illness previously thought to be confirmed to or confined to cattle was found to have been expanded to impact livestock and other animals and even humans? Mad cow disease? Yes. I was literally terrified of that. Really? And it eats your brain. Like, oh man! Just I was I was so afraid of mad cow disease. Yeah, I remember that growing up. 
I'm like, Didn't am I? Burgers, I know. I'm like, am I not supposed to be eating steak anymore? Like, am I gonna die? Is my brain gonna turn to mush in 30 hours? Look at that! You got the first one right. One for one. Here we go. Okay. I think I got some confidence in this second one. All right, Jaleel White wore famously huge glasses playing Steve Urkel on what? long-running sitcom in the 1990s family matters Woo! that's two <laughs> look at that somebody's bouncing back all righty this one maybe a little tougher okay what athletic and fitness apparel company began in the night late 1990s by launching their heat gear like heat like warmth heat gear and cold gear products columbia no no not oh, done yet okay their 2003 commercial with the tagline, protect this house, raised their profile another level. And in 2004, they became the official outfitter of Maryland Athletics. By 2010, they were a billion-dollar brand. Ooh. Protect this house. It started by heat and cold gear? Mm-hmm. Do they still, do, is that their main focus now? I mean, it's definitely a, a big product. A lot of athletes wear it, wear those type of things. Mm. Five seconds. Is it Adidas? Four. Nope. Oh. <laughs> like, what? When did it start? Late 1990s. Okay, no, I don't. REI? Nope. <laughs> I'm out. Under Armour. Under Armour. Damn. You know, I thought. thought you were going to get that I one. Know. I knew it was a little bit harder, I but. Know. Okay. I would have known because of the, well, one, I know the Protect This House, but the Maryland. Mm. I know that they sponsor Maryland okay. Athletics. Gotcha. All right. Last question here. Set in Detroit. You could go three for four right here and completely regain your no respect from people that were, grew up in the 90s that were shitting on you. Yeah, because you didn't because I didn't know that Rachel here. Yeah. Okay. Set in Detroit, what 1990s sitcom featured real-life identical twins, Tia and Tamara Maori, as siblings who were separated at birth and reunited as teenagers? Sister, sister. Sister, sister. <laughs> Never knew how much I missed her. <laughs> that is correct. Yes. Great job. Yes. Three for four. That's very impressive. Well, you gave me some good uh, hints. Did I? The names of the characters on the TV shows. Oh, yeah, I guess. I, I mean, that was in the question, so. Nice. It didn't make it any easier on you than it already was. I didn't know Good it was job. based out of Detroit, though. So Me either. Uh, based I on that, that question, I was like, well, Detroit. this isn't going to go There's well. no way they shot this in Detroit. <laughs> so that was it. You want to take over and do our uh, parent test the stuff? Par oh, there's We're the at mic. 54 minutes and 30 seconds, so. Weird. Take Let's do it. Away. All right, we're in the take it away. <laughs> and away we go. And away we go. This is the second to last episode. Second to last episode, folks. What the shit else are we going to talk about I after know. this ends? Gosh. Um, okay, so on this week's episode, we have the child led, the traditional, and the disciplined families. Um, the first test that they did is there will be a photo shoot. And the child has to dress the parent, and the parent has to wear whatever the kid picks out, no ifs, ands, or buts. Mm -hmm. So the first one was the child-led family. And um, the older daughter 
dressed the dad and the younger daughter dressed the mom and the older daughter just totally made his outfit ridiculous. They put him in like a gladiator costume of some yeah, like have that painting shit? he had done like as a joke or something like that. And then like a ginger Jew fro. Yeah. Like some crazy fro and then a fanny pack, bunny um, ears, bunny ears. Um, but for the mom, she looked beautiful. The daughter picked out a very nice leopard print dress. It was just, it looked really nice on her. And they were saying that that was, um, kind of really good representation of like the dad is maybe a little bit more easygoing. The mom has more anxiety. So the daughters knew exactly what buttons to push with who, but still be respectful. Like the dad's more playful one. So they, they totally went playful with him and then kept it very respectful for the mom, which is a good fit for their personalities and stuff like that too. So Mm -hmm. everyone was like, wow, they really respect you. So like, even though she dressed you in some crazy thing, like he obviously wasn't upset <laughs> or anything. So yeah, they said their dad had a little, you know, sense of humor. They're like, we know what we're doing here. Mom's yeah. uncomfortable with these things. Dad's dad can take her. it. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, and then the next one was disciplined. And so at first the daughter was like, I wanted to make her look funny, but then also it's like a real photo sheet. So I'm not going to do her like that. So she made her mom look very beautiful too. Mm-hmm. And her mom, I remember saying, like, hey, just remember, this is a reflection of both of us. <laughs> like, if you make me look like a fool, you're going to look like a fool, too. Yeah. Like, look at this lady's mom. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Like, <laughs> exactly. Um, and then the traditional families are the, yeah. So they picked out an outfit. They claim it was because it was from their honeymoon. Because the outfit, it was very colorful. It was wild. Yeah, it was it looked wild. Like it a, looked, I mean, it was like a business suit, like a blazer skirt combo. Picasso type piece. Yeah. So it had like yellow and bright pink. The colors of our. Of our podcast. Yeah, yeah the colors of our Literally. podcast stuff. Um, yeah. So the mom was like, what the heck is this? And then the dad's like, what do you mean? I bought that for you on our honeymoon. She's like, oh yeah, I guess that's sweet. Okay. Yeah. Um. But so the kids claim that they picked it out based on the sentimental background, but also because it was bright colors and I'm sure they wanted to be a little funny. Mm-hmm. Um, See, there was no real lose in that. No. So the, the point of this test was to see if the children abuse power and how they actually respect you when it comes time for them to be in control. And mm-hmm. all of the children showed the proper respect to their parents. So yep. all, they all passed, essentially. The kids passed. I'm being crazy out here. Um, and then so the, the final challenge on this episode was basically the maze with no exit. Yes. Bouncy house maze. Bouncy but it was house. like a giant one. Yeah, it was huge. Probably took for fucking ever to blow up. To set up, yeah. We had that drone flying around. So yeah. like, let's see. Um, the child-led ones. So the mom is actually really afraid of anything bouncy house. She had like some traumatic event when she was a kid. So she, like her hands One were kind sweating. One like folded in on her when she was in there. Yeah, I bet that was, was scary. scary. Um, so the kids were, they were very respectful of her. Like, hey mom, like feel your breathing. Like it's okay. We're going to try and get you out exercise. of here. Deep breath in, deep breath out. Calm yeah. down. Yeah. So it, it was really, it was really nice because the same way that they comfort their kids in like the snake and holding experiment and stuff like that. The children showed the same respect for the parents fear 
in that mm-hmm. situation. And everyone thought that that was really noticeable. Um, so that was very interesting because they did two things that their parents were afraid of. Yeah, the snake in the bounce house. He was scared of the snake. She was scared of the bouncy house. What are the chances that, like, yeah, like, oh, my parents are scared of a lot of stuff. Yeah, but they were trying to show their kids, like, hey, even though we are afraid of these things, too, like, we have to show them that we, like, sometimes you're going to do things that are very scary to you, but you got to mm-hmm. figure out a way to at least try. You know, you don't always have to succeed, but as long as you try and give it a good go, then that's really all you can ask. Mm-hmm. Um and then Gosh, the <laughs> I know you did not sleep good. No. Um, the traditional the girl the daughters were getting a little frustrated, I think, and then so the mom tried to use comedy to spin it into more of a an experience. Fun. Yeah, like yeah, a- like, hey, so what? We can't find an exit, let's make the best of it. Whereas the daughters were like kind of being a little snappy to her, like Mm-hmm. mom stop like you know yeah, but like, that's teenage girls for you too like so yeah. as some of the people like one of the other uh families was like do you think they were talking to you disrespectful you know which i guess it really depends on how they how you look at it um <clears throat> and yeah then, i uh, mean there's definitely times where maybe a little sarcastic with your parents or something or the mom was like, she said something, and they were like, oh, I didn't think of that, mom. Yeah, she's like, well, how about we go some a new way we haven't gone before? And they're like, oh, here's mom giving the directions. You're giving <laughs> new ideas here. <laughs> Which, like, obviously. I mean, if I was to say that shit to my parents, that, I guess it depends the relationship. Like, Yeah, it depends, because I never would have said something like that. Like, I would, I would never be sarcastic to my parents. But so that also, but yeah, but yeah, exactly, but your family is a little more jokey. A little different, yep. Um, so this actually kind of leads good into the discipline one because they were being, like the mom was being very sarcastic, jokey to her, like, oh, good thing you're only leading the maze and not my life because we obviously can't get out of here. Yeah. And everyone was very concerned about like, do you Are think you you're being like her? being mean to her? Like, and, but then, so they're like, okay, well, how is sarcasm used in your family? And some of them are like, okay, well, I have a daughter. I can be sarcastic too, but I cannot be sarcastic to the other child because she'll take it personally. And I feel like you do have to know your child. KYP, know your personnel. <laughs> your person. So, um, and, and I think that kind of, they had a really big debate about the use of sarcasm in the house. When is, an ex- when is it acceptable and to what degree is it tolerated? Because like the strict family, she says that, if people, if her kids start to be too sarcastic, she'll stop it. She'll be like, okay, nope, time to shut it down. Nip that shit in the butt. Yeah, it, which I feel like my brothers and I weren't really that sarcastic with each other. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe more just talking shit. I know. <laughs> like, there's no sarcasm here. I'm talking shit to you. Yeah, and, that, and that's kind of something that they were saying, like, okay, well, is there truth in the sarcasm? And then so the helicopter parents were like, we don't use sarcasm in our house because I need to teach my kids how to effectively say whatever they're trying to say yeah. instead of beating around the bush, like maybe making, you know, mm-hmm. some side eye comment. like comments. Where yeah. Like, like, no, if you want to say something, you need to figure out how to use your words effectively and get to the point and tell me what needs to be said. Mm-hmm. Um, so then there was also like, okay, other families were like, sarcasm is okay, but it depends on the tone. And 
100% like in our house tone yeah like you do not like it's our house 100% was it's not what you say it's how you say it Mm -hmm. and I feel like that is just engraved into me and I feel like I try not to be that sarcastic to other people which probably is just me wasn't being it like not allowed yeah, to not do it growing up. I'm not all. sarcastic because because I'm, I'm like sarcastic. sometimes it's rude, you know. But I also didn't have that in my house growing up. So yeah, not here. Different situation. Know. Different situation. I'm just a little sensitive person now. <laughs> <laughs> Can't take the you're heat. Okay. That's why you're never in the kitchen. <laughs> We're gonna have pancakes tonight. <laughs> we are because we don't have any food in here. Yeah, we leave in like. <laughs> On Tuesday, so we no have food. pancakes and eggs, and that's what we're gonna have. Right Breakfast for dinner, son. Um, yeah, so they ended <laughs> up doing another vote, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's right. So they did a vote, um, and then the disciplined family is the one that moved on to, yeah, so the the one mom and yep. her daughter, mm-hmm. so they moved on. So it's them now, the strict, strict family, and then new age and new age, yep, yeah, all three. So let next episode is the last episode. Yep. They're gonna pick the pick the winner, the winner, winner. winner yeah, it'll be. Uh, it was a great show. Yeah, I've learned even watching it through a second time. I feel like we've learned a lot from it. Yeah, now that I'm like taking notes and like really paying attention to things that are being said, like way yep. more. So, well, great, great episode again, baby. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Why is this button not pushing? What are you doing? Push button. Push. I don't know. Huh. What about that? Okay, well, you, you just... Uh, that one's playing. <laughs> <laughs> that button, the oh, blue... there we go. Just real low. Alrighty, guys. Well, <laughs> well, that's real music for you there. It's episode 23 of the podcast. 23, 23, 23. Tree, 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 tree. Um... We'll hit you back up when we get back. Yeah, we'll let you know how Colombia goes. You'll see pics. Yeah. You'll see food pics for sure. Stoked. Eternal spring. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. Love you. I love you. Episode 23, y'all. We get out of here.